Matty Fresh on the track up his state. And I'm bringing to you live my boys Alec and Nate, Tequila Ty, Jay Nelly, and Zillin in the building. So kick it back, pour the drink. We chillin' because I'm boozing and bettin' and ballin' like I'm too six. And the blue kicks, watch me move quick. Yeah, it's the blueprint. So who's getting involved? Welcome in to the show. This is Booze Bets and Ball, baby. And welcome back to Booze Bets and Ball, Penn State football podcast brought to you by Big Banter Sports. Well, Penn State defeated Rutgers 27 to 6 and the game was about as boring as Nate and I predicted it would be but there were some uh, interesting storylines as quarterback Drew Aller was injured during the game and did not return and back up Bo Prabila threw one pass in relief the game was kind of out of reach at that point with Penn State up by 14 but uh, it's still interesting to see them just run the ball and kind of look like Navy it was uh, not the Best of uh, showings, I guess, offensively, but they got the job done, and we come to the season finale against Michigan State, which is actually going to be a Friday night game on NBC at Ford Field in Detroit. So neutral site in a dome, uh, which is notice notable because the last couple of times Penn State has gone to Michigan State, the weather has been all kinds of wacky with monsoons, lightning delays, and snowstorms. So this game... <laughs> Uh, being played uh, indoors is is quite notable, but I am joined by Spartan Dog from the Bacon Wire podcast, the Michigan State podcast for Big Banter. So, uh, Spartan Dog, how you doing today? Alec, I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. You got it. So, uh, you know, before we get started, just let people know where they could find your show and kind of what you guys are about. Yeah, so we cover MSU uh, football and basketball here on Big Banter. Uh, you can find us at Bacon Wire. I live tweet every game because I'm a sicko. Um, you can follow me at Spartan Dog 97. I'm not sure what the what the overlap is for for Penn State Lions fans, but I'm also very active during Lions games. So uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun Thursday. Thursday is gonna be Thursday is gonna be weird because the Lions and MSU basketball are playing. Um, there, there's high potential for me to get disowned. This thing. So. <laughs> It's just you beat the Packers, you know, don't look like, don't look like idiots against Arizona. And let's keep, let's keep, let's keep the machine moving. So, so both your football teams are playing in the same place on back-to-back days. I, I doubt that's happened before. No. And they played the high school, right? They play the high school championships there. And my high school alma mater is playing on Saturday night. Really? Oh, yeah. I should have, I should just bring it. I should have just showed up Thursday and bring and bring a tent. And just stay yeah, there. that's honestly that's actually really cool. But um, kind of getting into the, this game now. Michigan State obviously a crazy season with the firing of Mel Tucker and everything that's gone on there. What I know at four and seven, obviously the vibes will not be exactly high. But what, what has kind of the feeling been around the program since Tucker's dismissal back in what was that middle September? Yeah, I, you know, I think um, kind of looking back at it with hindsight, um, this season ended when that USA Today story published. It was just, it was never going, it, it was never going to be any more successful than this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, um, you know, I think at this point, we're ready to move on from the staff. We're ready for a culture reset. We're just ready to kind of get everything 
back out in front of us and not have to like do this existential dread of like, who is the next coach going to be? How is the, how is the board of trustees going to mess this up? You know, what, what's going to happen, right? We just kind of need to, we need to get to that announcement press conference and we just kind of need to, need to expel these demons because it's been, it's been a long, it's been a long season, man. I'll tell you what, it hasn't been fun. Yeah. Uh, So kind of getting into the roster itself now and who's on the field, what, what is the quarterback situation? Because I know Noah Noah Kim started the year, but Caitlin Hauser has kind of taken over now. I noticed with playing in ten games compared to Kim's five. Um, I I see that as many as six players have thrown a pass for Michigan State this year. Now I see three of those probably from the trick play variety. But uh, is it is it Hauser full time now? Is it, it's all him, right? Uh, yeah, it, it is Hauser full time. Okay. Um, you know, Kim, Kim did start the season. Um, he won the job out of camp. Um, probably a mistake, but now that we know what was going on at the time, uh, I don't think it was, I don't think it was, you know, uh, I think that's probably why Noah Kim got the start. Honestly, um, there is, there is a true freshman, Sam Levitt on the roster. He, he exhausted his four games. I, I tend to think that was massive mismanagement by by this interim staff. Um, you know, because they used them, they used them in two games in like blowout cleanup duty. Um, he only really got a game and a half of like meaningful snaps. And I think you know, if you're gonna try to if you're gonna try to showcase what this quarterback has for the future for the next staff, I I, I really think that was a massive mismanagement. Um, but yeah, it's it's Kate Hauser's it's Kate Hauser's show now. Gotcha. So obviously, I know Penn State has had this problem where you know some quarterbacks uh, have a favorite target first, then the next guy comes in, and you know that's not his guy. He starts going to someone else. So for Hauser, who has been his go-to guys in the passing game since he's taken over? When he's been available, it's been Malik Carr. I mean, okay. Malik Carr is he's a freak. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy. Um, I don't think he's, I think a lot of the fan base is kind of frustrated with them because I don't, he, he's kind of a guy who, if you look at it from, from outside the program looking in, right. He, he seems to lack internal motivation. It seems like sometimes, uh, but he is, but when he, when he's locked in and he wants to be going, he, he's unstoppable. I mean, he looks like the biggest fifth grader. He looks like the big fifth grader playing schoolyard schoolyard yeah. football. I would know that because I was the big fifth grader playing schoolyard <laughs> football. So <laughs> I mean, he's just like you can't tackle him. Everyone bounces off of him. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am interested to see how Penn State does against him. Obviously, Kate Stover hit a couple big plays against Penn State. Uh, you know, back in the Ohio State game. But other than that, tight ends have not done a lot of damage against this Penn state team this year. So I'm interested to see, cause obviously Carr is one of the more talented ones they'll face this year, probably behind uh, Stover. So th- that will be a good matchup, I think for them. So I, that is definitely, that is notable that he has kind of become his go-to guy because uh, Penn state really hasn't been tested too much via tight end this year. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, outside of Carr, outside of Carr, they really like to spread it around, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Trey Mosley's been hurt. Um, I, it doesn't sound like he's going to go. Uh, so, you know, they, they, Kaden Hauser really likes to spread it around. You know, he'll throw it out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll, 
there's definitely been a, a variation of targets, but it's mostly concentrated on Malik Carr. Yeah, so I, I know the run game pretty much it just looks like it's Nate Carter and really uh, no one else. 178 uh, attempts, the next closest for a running back, I think it's 25. So he, he's like workhorse. Uh, I don't want to say he's Kenneth Walker, but kind of, you know, that kind of workload is what he's getting at this point. Yeah, and, and you know, another big storyline going into this game is, like, MSU only brought 45 scholarship players to, to Bloomington last weekend. Oh, wow. Um, so all those guys are – all those guys are going to be – you know, who knows what they're, what the availability is going to be, like who's going to be able to dress where. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but when Nathan Carter's healthy, he's he's the every down, um, kind of get you, get you those tough yards kind of back that – uh, that Michigan State has kind of been known from from Kenneth Walker, Jeremy Langford, Madre London, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the way through. So he's definitely the next in that lineage. How how is Hauser's scrambling ability? Because Penn State has a tendency on third and longs to forget about the quarterback if the blitz does not get home. And uh, JJ McCarthy got them on a couple designed runs on third and longs a couple weeks ago, and then uh, Gavin Wimsat for Rutgers really got the, like Rutgers did a really good job on Penn state on third and long, and then did nothing else the rest of the game. But uh, it, it has been the one major weak point I'd say with Manny Diaz's defense since he's gotten to Penn state is that when his blitz does not get to the quarterback on third and long, usually bad things happen. So is Hauser the type that could make things work or is he just kind of standing there? He's shown flashes. Um, I think, I think his, his main instinct is to stay in the pocket climate uh try to get he does roll out from time to time but he doesn't roll out to to create a running lane he rolls out to try to buy time to get the ball to a receiver so he's that his instinct is definitely to stay in the pocket stay behind the line of scrimmage and try to move the ball downfield through the air Uh, but he has shown flashes of being able to take off and and gain, gain a few yards on the ground gotcha so uh flipping sides here you know, Penn State, it, it's kind of interesting because uh, James Franklin said earlier in the week that he expects Dreller to play, and then they had their uh, – it was a day early. They usually have media availability on Wednesdays, but the game being on Friday was tonight. And, you know, some of the reporters tweeted that Aller was there, practice, blah, 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 but no one saw him throw a ball. So I, I don't know if, you know, that's precaution or not, but if he doesn't play, it'll be Bo Perbula who is – Pretty much a running they're making him a running back at this point so what in your opinion what would be a bigger challenge to the michigan state defense aller and penn state's i don't want to say ability to throw the ball because it's been ugly at times but more of a passing attack or would Prabula, where penn state's running these wildcat packages and running qb draws and doing all kinds of fancy run plays in your opinion what would be a, a kind of a bigger challenge to the michigan state defense Frankly, it, frankly, it's going to depend on availability because, uh, you know, the, the defensive line for Michigan State has been so banged up. At one point last Saturday, uh, there was a walk-on offensive lineman playing three technique. Oh, wow. So it's been, you know, the the other thing I'm looking forward to with this new staff is is a new strength and conditioning mantra in regimen because it feels like this, this Mel Tucker, Harlan Barnett era has been outside of 2021 has been marred with just like insane injuries. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's going to depend on availability. I, I, I tend to lean Aller being able to move the ball down the field. You know, I, I held a lot of Drew Aller stock um, <laughs> in the beginning of the season. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost came onto the podcast wearing a barrel, like I'm an 1880 stockbroker because <laughs> it's not, it's not doing so hot. No. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I do think that, you know, if, if Aller is able to kind of play in, and be at 95%, um, the cornerback depth for Michigan State is just is, is non-existent. So I think he'd kind of be able to, to pick MSU apart uh, through the air. I, the, the running, I think, can keep it semi-contained if it, there's just constant pressure. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Aller being able to throw the ball is, is going to be – it's not going to be good for, for MSU. Yeah, so Penn State honestly has – the running backs have struggled to find the explosive play this year. Has Michigan state struggled with big run plays or are they kind of like Penn state where they won't give up a lot of big run plays, but you can get a methodical, you know, three to four yards on them if you need to. Um, I, you know, thinking back on this season and I've blacked most of this season <laughs> to be honest. Um, I don't really remember getting gashed. Mm-hmm. honestly on the ground i i you know they've been they've been cooked in the air but they've been cooked in the air for the last like five years so it, that doesn't really you know i'm I'm kind of numb to that at this point but, right yeah i you know i i think um i think if this is going to become a if this can become a classic big 10 game five five yards in a cloud of dust um you know msu is just probably going to die a death of a thousand cuts uh so that's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun for anyone to watch, but uh, yeah, I, I don't really, again, I'm just kind of, you know, we got Zillow listing notifications for the coaches houses today <laughs> and yesterday, and we all kind of started celebrating. So that's where, that's where the fan base is at. We're watching Zillow to see whose house is getting listed. Yeah. So are, are you on the urban Meyer train? I, I've, I've seen yeah. that a lot on uh, Twitter from some people, and I just wasn't sure what your guys' thoughts were on that. I'm so I'm so sick of this discourse. <laughs> like, I, I and it's something against you, right? Like, you have right. to ask it, right? It look, I, I, I need this search to be over. I need the next coach right. to be announced. I need to get the next staff. The next staff needs to get in here because I can't take any more of this. It was fun to entertain in the beginning, mm-hmm. but you know. I, it's just there's there's one guy clanging clanging pots from a rooftop talking about how close it is to happening, how close it is to happening. And anyone else who knows anything from national college football reporters down to the beat guys saying it's not gonna happen, it's it's ridiculous. And you know, the process that this search has been super tight lipped, mm-hmm. um, which I commend athletic director, Alan Haller for that. It is so hard to keep, to keep coaching search news, like locked down like this, especially when you have the runway Michigan state had. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, do I want the best, do I want one of the best coaches in college football history to coach my team? Of course <laughs> I do. Right. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Mm-hmm. No, I, I see what you mean. But I, I guess you guys then are really excited to see the end of the regular season because, you know, one, when Michigan State season is over, it's a little easier to hire a coach. But also, 
once you get into bowl season, a lot of these coaches on other teams then do become available and start moving jobs. Right. And, and you know, the, the guys we're looking at, um, all the finalists for the job, depending on who you ask, mm-hmm. they're all, they're all out of their conference championship races. Right. So their season ends, their season ends Saturday for a lot of them. And, and you know, they'll, they'll be interims for the bowl game. That hasn't, it ha- the Bulls hasn't haven't stopped anyone from from, from moving jobs. So, you know, yeah. I, I expect once the once the Hawaii game ends on Saturday, it's going to move pretty quickly. Gotcha. So, uh, I, the line is at twenty one for this game. We we've been iffy. Penn State always seems to find a way to to cover, even when it doesn't look like they should. But what what are your thoughts on a three touchdown line here for this game? Um, if you're, if you're, if you're better and you're looking at the, and you're looking at this line, the question you have to ask yourself is, do you trust Penn state to put up 21 points by themselves? Because Michigan state is Michigan state is, you know, or I, sorry, I guess that's the over under. Um, I guess, I guess it's how much do you believe in Penn state's defense? Right. Because, you know, Michigan state is, is banged up. Um, they've shown some propensity to move the ball, um, but against functioning defenses like Michigan, Ohio State, um, even defenses that aren't that functioning like Washington or Maryland, they have struggled to put up points. So that 21 in a dome is a matter of, okay, is Drew Aller going to play? Right. And can they score enough to get a three-touchdown margin, I think is, I think is where you're going to go. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel. I, I think if Aller doesn't play, this could be a like a 17-7 game or you know something uh, ridiculous like that. But it, it's definitely not out of the question. I don't yeah. think Kirk is going to love this game if, if Aller doesn't play. He is going to he is going to watch this and be in football heaven if <laughs> Aller doesn't play because it's going to be like it's going to be like nine to six. Yeah, yeah, it, it honestly might be, but. Uh, before we finish this up, I know you all wanted to drop some Detroit food recommendations for any Penn State fans who might be going to the game. I do know from seeing some people on Twitter that there might be a decent contingency going. So what what do you got for us there? Yeah, so uh, if you're going to Detroit for the game, I have to recommend Slow's Barbecue, best barbecue in Detroit. Um, they're the best. They have um, just everything is Top notch from the meat to the sauces to the to the cocktails, everything's great. Uh, if you're looking to go out after the game, if you're staying the weekend in Detroit, uh, you know there's a tin roof. I think it's a franchise bar. They have live music, um, outdoor stuff that's really cool. Um, Campus Martius, which is like the area the Christmas stuff is up there. Mm-hmm. So want to watch some? If you want to see some Christmas stuff, it's along the Detroit River. Um, Go check that out. They have like little restaurants and pop up pop up shops and stuff. So that's really cool. Um, you got to go to Lafayette Coney Island if you're in Michigan. You got to get a Detroit Coney. You're gonna hear a lot of American versus Lafayette. Lafayette is better. Don't let anyone tell you any differently. I've been there five times in the last ten years, and every single time I walk in there, it's the same six guys working. Really? Wow. <laughs> Level of consistency you just yeah. do not see anymore. Yeah. Uh, love Lafayette. You got to get a Coney if you're in Detroit. All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, 
Big thanks again to Spartan Doc for coming on, giving us the intel on the Spartans. We will be back sometime next week to break down uh, the regular season, kind of give our thoughts on it. But uh, that's going to do it for this one, so we'll see you then.